Iowa everywhere. From the Channel Seed Studios. Studios. Welcome to the hook. the hook. A look behind the lines with Mike Palm and Ken Miller. Powered by Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Welcome back. It is time for another weekly episode of The Hook. My name's Ken Miller. That's Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. You can hear me along with my partner, Trent Condon, on the radio in Des Moines, uh, 11 to 1, Monday through Friday, as we talk sports on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Well, Mike, spent a couple of days with you early in the week. It's good to see you again. Busy day. The NFL schedule is about to be unveiled. We're about, oh, I don't know, minutes away from that coming out officially, so We'll react to it next week. But once the schedule comes out, what does that mean for the folks at Circa? It's a lot of work behind the scenes, and we're doing it now already as this parts of the schedule are leaked out, obviously, especially those involving the Raiders. And when certain teams will be in town, the Packers, the Vikings, the Giants, the Jets, uh, in addition to when the AFC West opponents are coming, um, it affects hotel rates. It affects pricing at Stadium Swim. It affects pricing in the book. And then overall, the schedule and how they handle the holidays obviously affects our contest. So Jeff Benson is busy uh, with several scenarios for rules that he will uh, forward off to us later tonight once he sees the whole schedule when it gets released here in the next hour. Yeah, there's been some leaks. How much do you how much stock do you put into them, Mike? What we've seen. I mean, I know when Schefter puts some out, I, I, I can buy those. But there's, you know, so many people that have eleven hundred Twitter followers um, and, and I'm not minimizing what they're doing. But, you know, are they do they really have good information? Um, a lot of this is accurate. What's what's going here, especially, you know, the teams are allowed to leak a few here and there. Certain teams, it looks like their whole schedules are out. Mm-hmm. So these are more reliable than the draft stuff. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's a good point, as we saw a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so the uh, NFC North comes through town. Uh, will I think, as you mentioned, the Packers and the Vikings uh, and yeah. the Raiders will actually head to Chicago and to Detroit. Speaking of Detroit, uh, I, there was a lot of, I think, surprise around the around the NFL fans that uh, the Lions will open up the season on a Thursday night. But it doesn't really matter, Mike. I mean, they we're going to tune in and watch, right? Would would we would you guys be busier if it was say Cincinnati or a Super Bowl rematch? match does it matter opening week is opening week kenny and it's one of the top five weeks of the year but it still befuddles me that they would put the lions i i thought this was supposed to be a national game to open up the year with the super bowl champion and then another but whatever it's like putting the charlotte hornets on christmas day for the nba i think (laughs) um but but it is what it is you know go for those that don't understand the whole state of michigan go watch roger and me go go research the water in flint You'll understand what I have to deal with here. But uh, I, I speculated this earlier this morning on VSIN, Kenny. Could the NFL schedule have been influenced by the betting markets and that Detroit was a very popular futures team? Oh. They're the favorite, almost even money favorite to win the North. They were bet heavily to win the NFC, bet to win the Super Bowl. Do you think that plays a factor in putting them on, on a primetime spot early when a lot of people have future tickets on them, and at least they'd like to see them before they tear those tickets up? 
Yeah. Well, because really, I mean, let's be honest, right? If your team's not playing the Lions or it's not 1130 in the morning on Thanksgiving Central Time, who yeah. watches the Lions? Now, we will because I think their their arrow is pointing up. But, I mean, who watches the Lions? Well, all these Lions fans here, I mean, you, you would think they won the Super Bowl. I said, why are you so excited about starting 0-1? I don't get it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when will you come up with point spreads for week one? Uh, they'll work on it. Maybe, uh, perhaps, uh, we'll have them up by early next week. I know some places will have them up, uh, probably before the end of day tomorrow. Um, but really we're focused on the rules for the contest right now. And then we'll, we'll, we'll probably get week one up here in, in the next, you know, four or five days. Yeah. Uh, uh well, the, the ones that come out, you know, the next day or two pretty low limits, I would assume. Right. Yeah, of course it's low. And then, you know, they're dime limits. And then, you know, as we get closer, they'll raise the limits. All right, good stuff. Well, uh, it's it's kind of an historic day in in sports betting here today. It was five years ago today in New Jersey that uh, well, the Supreme Court actually ruled that uh, that PASPA was no longer valid, which opened up the door for sports wagering to be legalized. Um, depending on what states wanted to offer it. New Jersey was very quickly jump in. Uh, Joe Asher and company, it, uh, they'd, been, they'd been all set up at Monmouth Park in New Jersey waiting for that day. New Jersey went first. Uh, in the five years, has it grown to the extent that you thought it would from your outpost in Las Vegas? I think quicker, Kenny. I mean, in five years, where are we at 37, 30? We're, we're, I mean, we're getting close to, you're at 75, getting close to 80% of the states. Kentucky comes online. Massachusetts just did. So, I mean, there'll, there'll be some that are probably, you know, Utah probably never will. And I, I don't know about Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Who knows about California and Texas? It's very strange, some of the bigger states and what goes on. But uh, I think it's grown, you know. If you would have asked me five years ago how many states would have it in five years, I'd say, uh, you know, 10, 8, 10. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's gone well so far. I mean, different states write different rules and it's some are more business friendly i got to tell you the ones that are more business friendly are more customer friendly too because it's yep. all about the tax rate and what you have to put straddles on your customers yep. yeah you're 100 percent right which is why you well i i think we can say this right which is why circa doesn't want to go to new york or states nope. like that it's just your business these, model it's high barriers to entry with these ridiculous 10 and 15 million dollar licenses and then if the tax rate's 50 percent are you gonna have a four percent hold you, you can't, can't. And right. you got an excise tax on futures and you got a you know, gaming tax. It's just, you know, so we have to look for states with a low barrier to entry and states that have reasonable business conditions. Yeah. Uh, what, what's what's holding California up? Are there are there too many people that want their hand in the pie? They fought each other. They every, did everything they could. The, 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 the group of four or five, whatever, the DraftKings fan duel, that bill against the natives bill. And they spent all their money attacking the other bill. If both bills would have passed it, we talked to the state treasurer of California last year. Derek said to her, if both bills pass, what happens? She said, then the, the legislature gets together and drafts a law that encompasses both of them. But instead, they tried to defeat the other one so that they had control. And it ended up 70 percent voted against both of them. Amazing. And spent yeah, that hundreds of millions of dollars campaigning. Really? Yes. I'm not surprised. So so with this, as you mentioned, 36, 37 states, more coming on board all the time. Have you noticed this in Las Vegas? Las Vegas is an event town, right? You're not gonna go to fly to Iowa to watch the Super Bowl. You're gonna fly you're gonna go to Las Vegas or Nevada. Have you has it affected you? 
it's it's uh, it's still a destination. I mean, unless they hold the Super Bowl at Dalzell Field in Dubuque, no, no one's going to fly to <laughs> Iowa for the Super Bowl. But um, I think it becomes just like when Iowa and Mississippi got gaming and the riverboats at oh Vegas is done. No, it's just more people are trained because they have more access to gaming, and then it's still a destination. You know, if Montana was the only state that had sports wagering and then all the rest of them got it it probably would affect montana but people yeah. come to vegas for the experience and it, and it could be the, the food it could be the shows it could be many different things now you're probably gonna have four professional sports teams here in the next three years right there's many different reasons to come so we're still the experiential place so i, I don't think it's hurt us at all it's just provided um more training ground more minor league system yeah, that's a good way to put it. We got to town on Sunday, which is the day after the Kentucky Derby. There was still there was a ton of people at the airport, uh, and, and the Derby is a perfect example, right? It's still one of the you know if you can't get to Louisville, and, and, but you want to be a part of where people are going to be. You know, there's going to be a crowd of people. You can dress up. You can do what you want to do. Las Vegas is one of those places that still draws draws a crowd the first Saturday in May. Oh, that's, it's great to see the people, how dressed up they were. And I mean, we had a bunch of football coaches come here that normally get together with their wives and actually go to Churchill Downs. And they decided to come. Now, they normally do a Vegas trip every year and stay at Cosmo. They stayed at Cosmo because they had the relationship, but came and spent the whole day here. We got them three books, booths in the book. They bet the races all day. Then they went with their wives to the, the fancy party up at the Legacy Club, and they absolutely loved mm -hmm. it. And three of them have written me nice emails saying what a great time they had and their wives had, and they'd, they'd love to be back again next year. Yeah, well, I, can, I, I can certainly understand that. All right, so PASPA is here. It's not going away. Um, I, I, I don't think. And you know what this last couple of weeks shown, including here in our state, in your home state of Iowa, um, with, with the – what we think is an underage betting scandal no more. It's completely different what's going out in Alabama. The safety checks work, Mike. The, the rules that were put in place, the safeguards uh, that are put in place, they work. Yes, they do. And we're seeing that now as, as things are uncovered. Um, I really think as we evolve here, though, these the rules have to change about who can bet and who can't. Who cares if an Iowa wrestler makes a bet on the Golden State Laker game, I mean, who care if you're not betting on your own sport? Same thing with professional athletes. If you're not betting on your own sport, who cares whether you do it from the parking lot of your training facility? Uh, I mean, you have sports books in the stadium, so I think the rules are sort of antiquated. Maybe it'll take another couple of years to get more reasonable with it. But when you have so many people betting, well, I, it, it makes no sense to me. No, it's, you're, you're 100% right. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about what's going on in the world of sports. Again, the schedule is uh, coming out here in about 15 minutes as we sit and record this week's uh, episode of The Hook. We'll talk more about it uh, next week. Does it matter to you who plays on Thanksgiving? I see it. It's just I one think of those it's going to be all NFC, gonna watch? all NFC teams. doesn't really matter. The, the night game matters a little bit. Um, depending on the matchup, it, but the, 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 the morning games is, look, the only people coming down are the people in the hotel. The locals aren't coming out to watch. They're having dinner with their friends, right? So the locals are affected by the attractiveness of the night matchup. The other ones for Thanksgiving for us, it's going to be the people in the hotel, and they're here, so they're going to watch. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So the first two games with Detroit and Dallas, and that doesn't really matter. Sometimes you want to get more of a compelling matchup in the evening game um, that has more national appeal. How will a, an NFL game uh, in the, on, a, on Black Friday 
a day that college yeah. football not owns. They've certainly expanded their profile over the last few weeks. How will that NFL do? And it's it's not going to be on network TV. That's going to be on Amazon, eh, whatever, what, Amazon yeah. or whatever, wherever it's going to land. Yeah. Eh. How will uh, that do? It's the NFL. It's the NFL, so it'll do okay. But still, look at all. They have so many of these traditional matchups that are, you know, it's Iowa, yeah. Nebraska, what, you know, these teams that always played on – on that black Friday at Cincinnati, whatever, you know, they're good games and they're important late in the year in conferences, often the last conference game and they decide champion. So I still think college overall will remain King that day uh, with only the, it's an NFL game. So people will watch it and bet on it if they can get to it. Speaking of betting on the NFL, the draft is over. The schedule is out. What does that do for your futures business? Yeah, uh, the schedule coming out now, people are going to study the schedule and they're going to start to come out and make their future bets. That This is yeah. when it'll start now because pe- now people can get into it. People will evaluate schedules. They'll evaluate other teams. They'll say, well, the Eagles have a number one schedule, but it doesn't look like a number one schedule. We're going to we're high on this. We're high on that. And that's it. Those are the main components now mm-hmm. um, of, of what it takes to build a rating on a team. And so. There's not that much uncertainty from here. So now people are starting to get their firm opinions. For you personally, is there a number that you look for? I mean, will you bet a team under 20 to 1? Or if you think the team is just so good, you swallow hard and you take 15. Is there a number that moves your needle? You know, I I very rarely make a preseason bet in the NFL. I do it in hockey and I do it in baseball. I I really don't do it in the other sports. Uh, Even college basketball, I don't do it. I just... It doesn't move me. I think there's more value in season if a team you think they're coming up on a stretch. Let evaluate the next three games that the team's going to play if you're looking to make a future wager. Because in a month, will your ticket have value that you can basically make a profit on it? I, it's so important. Mm-hmm. People bet futures on teams that are underdogs that week. Why would you ever do that? Your, your ticket's going to go down in value if they lose the next game. You've got to think ahead. It's it's a, a bad mistake is a better. <laughs> That's interesting. I never thought of that, but you're 100% right now that I do. All right, let's move on from the NFL. Does you have anything else? No, I do not. All right, let's uh, real quick on basketball. Just uh, Matt and I, uh, Van Winkle, were talking before uh, we we went uh, we hit the record button. Just what uh, what the Lakers mean to Las Vegas and how popular that team is, uh, and we saw it firsthand. The, the Warriors had some fans in the book too, but the series has been, uh, with the exception of last night, the game stunk last night. Uh, but boy, Warriors and Lakers fans, they really um, you can, you know that they're there on, when those two teams are playing each other. And the Warriors probably the second most popular team here because of Steph Curry. I always tell you, Steph Curry's like Pat Mahomes. He's he's just he has an appeal to almost all people, uh, and kids love him, right? He's a great face, so not not controversial in any way, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it's it's such a mega series, and you know it was going to go deep, and now I don't as a handicapper. I mean, that was free money last night. I, I thought. I it was just free yeah, money. Me I mean, if there's ever free money, you could have laid six, six and a half, seven, all the way up to eight. Now eight goes to three, an 11 point swing as they go to LA. So you have to think about what does that mean? Is home court worth five and a half points? Both way. I, I, I don't know what to say. You know, Golden State, you can shop around and get them two to one still to win the series if you believe in them. Um, we certainly don't want people to bet the Lakers because. You know, we have got a, a seven-figure liability of the Lakers. So it's, it's some very interesting <laughs> situations because I, I know it's probably just tipping out too. 
I mean, the Celtics are what plus one thirty-five to win the series. They got to go to yeah. Philadelphia now and win two. Some great betting opportunities here, I think. And I think the playoffs have been very compelling. Um, very compelling from the matchup standpoint in the N- in the NBA, and from the uncertainty standpoint, I guess in hockey. It's just you know, I uh, yeah. It, tonight's the biggest game for me as far as my, my betting is because I need Dallas to move on. So they've got to right. win tonight. I, I, I've yet, I've not put a dollar on hedging Seattle. I think Dallas is the better team. Doesn't mean they're going to win. I, I, I don't know that Ottinger's played well in any of the four he games. He hasn't. He's been, he's been bad. Uh, he hasn't. Robertson's yeah. sort of disappeared. So And they're still 2-2. Mm-hmm. Two, two. So I think that bodes well for them, right? Now, I yeah. need the Knights to beat Edmonton. But, I God, they weren't even competitive in their two losses. So that's hard. Still no word on Pietrangelo. I can't I believe he doesn't it. get suspended. I think he should get suspended for, for two games minimum, personally. And I just think yeah. that's such a dirty play. And well, they did you see how he's Nurse. holding his stick? Oh, they it was like this. Nurse. It was like an axe, like a weapon. Yeah. What, it what wasn't if Dreisaitl like would have been knocked out? If Dreisaitl would have been knocked out for the series, I think you suspend Pietrangelo the rest of the series. I think he's out as long as Dreisaitl would have been out. Yeah, but I can't leading. believe he's not going to get a suspension. They still oh, haven't announced anything. He's he got to. to. I, you know, what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to even it up. I think that's why they gave Nurse a game one and one because they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they could have rescinded yeah. that. They're going to take yeah. the easy, easy way out and take uh, Petrangelo out of out of the game. Carolina tonight, they can wrap it up against the Devils. Uh, what's gone on there with as far as well, New Jersey? Right. Look, I think New Jersey's a team you want to buy stock in. They're they're not going away. Their window's wide open. Well, but I'm not sure this up. is their year. They lead one nothing at the end of one in Carolina. So uh, okay. I was checking because I bet under one and a half, and I I was too late to go over a half. I could have middled it, and then they scored with five minutes to go. But I said I thought they'd win on the road tonight. I don't know that they're going to win Game Six at home, but I don't. I, this East is so wide open. I don't think Toronto's out of it yet. Every game's tight either. and closely played. There, Wold played good last night. Yeah. Um, they yeah, they get the crowd behind him. I I would not be shocked i would not be shocked if toronto came back and won the series i also wouldn't be shocked if florida goes to the final uh, neither of those things would shock me that's just mm-hmm. the way this playoffs has gone there's not no nothing's a sure thing i mean the only sure we, thing is the, the oilers power play yeah that's automatic yeah. we were doing our show trent and i at stadium swim and of course the board's right in front of us we were looking at the futures for the series i said condon at six and a half to one i think the leafs are worth the play to come back and win the Series there plus six fifty. Why not take? Ah, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. Teams come back in hockey when they're down three zip. It's happened a few times. One of them. I mean, you can't say that about the NBA very much or uh, any of the other sports. But when it's an NHL team, there's been some in, in free. I mean, uh, within the last few years, I've done it. Oh, it's possible. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's no. crazy either. But every game has been close. Florida hasn't dominated them. Every game is a one-goal margin in the third period, right? So, I mean, they've just been very close games, and they hadn't gotten over the hump. they got to win three more close games probably, but it's possible. And two of them are going to be in Toronto. Well, back to the NBA for just a second. Do the Lakers need to win on Friday night? Because I don't see them going back uh, to Golden State. They cannot win. (laughs) Just like I did think the 76ers have to win tonight, too. I don't think they can go win a game seven in Boston. I don't think they can go win a Lakers can go win a game seven in Golden State either. Mm-hmm. What is what do game sevens mean for the book as far as handling? Oh, well, they're crazy and, and the atmosphere yeah. is everything. And we get all it, it it increases 
let's just say the average write on games one through six, it's going to increase that by 30 to 35 percent. Really that much? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I think I'll ask you that question on the radio tomorrow. That one surprises me. That, that That's a good number. Uh, well, let's finish up a couple of minutes on baseball since the last time we've spoken. Uh, it sounds like maybe the A's have a new a new ballpark destination. Are you buying that they're going to take the Tropicana spot? Because, the, yes, because the Tropicana, they're not going to ask for $500 million from the state, and they were running out of time with the stations deal. Like I said, the state legislature only meets for six months every other year, and they're going home years, at the end yeah. of May. They couldn't have got the deal done. But does that mean Tropicana is going to be a done deal? No, but stations, I think, is out. So gotcha. I told you the history of this days and all these stadium deals they keep saying they have that aren't true. It just keeps, mm -hmm. you know, and if, and if it all falls apart, it all falls apart. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, I won't shed too many tears. But for now, it looks like the Tropicana deal is, is the one moving forward. Right on the strip. Have you, did you spend, ever spend much time at the Tropicana? Um, I took my son to the Shark Reef, and I think I might have saw I might have saw a show there once, but that's it. I never gambled there. Yeah, uh -huh. not much time at all. Yeah, we had the we had the one of our books was in the Tropicana. That's the only reason I visit. Yeah. I've never stayed there. Never, did, yeah. never did, You know, I didn't need to stay there. Baseball uh, from this week. Um, you know, other than the A's, uh, what's caught your attention this week? Anybody uh, on a run? Thought the Orioles proved uh, that they're an up-and-coming team in the series against Tampa Bay. The pitching was there. They're going to be an interesting team. I definitely think they're a, a playoff team in the in the uh, American League. Probably a wild card team, obviously, with Tampa playing this well. But that's a good ball club there. They might be a yeah. top five ball club, mm -hmm. um, maybe top four ball club. I mean, I put, I put, if I had a power rate, everybody right now, I still think Atlanta's the best team. Me too. I would. Tampa's continuing to play well. You got to put them right there. So I'd put them second. I think Toronto, tough loss for Toronto and Philly. Gaussman was Gaussman was throwing 98 99 that whole game. That's a horrific loss. Terrible. A horrific a loss there. Error. Right. Yeah. I, I, I put, <clears throat> excuse me, I put Toronto right up there mm -hmm. uh, with anybody. Houston's probably still going to be there at the end of the day, too. And then the Dodgers are playing awful well. If I'd, if I'd have told you, Clayton Kershaw would be the first six game winner in the National League. How much, what, what odds would you need to take in on that bet, Kenny? Yeah, yeah hi. Um, where does he rank? Is he, is he our generations? I mean, this generation, this block of 10 years, he's got to be in any conversation as the best pitcher in baseball. Well, over that period of time, I think he's Peyton Manning. Okay. He's the best, reg best regular season pitcher. Like Peyton yeah. Manning was the best regular season quarterback. Yeah, he was. They both got one title. They both won one. Now Manny got had two, but yeah, off in the playoffs as Kershaw's been. I mean, his number's not yeah. good in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, look, he 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 very quietly won his two hundredth game. What was it? Two weeks ago. Uh, recently, yeah. And he's two hundred and eighty-eight at that point. It not even close. That he had the highest winning percentage of anybody that won two hundred games. And of everybody that won 200 games in Major League Baseball, and it's how many, 80 guys or whatever, he's second in ERA, second in lifetime ERA only to Walter Johnson. So, I mean, how can you not say he's an all-time great? Yeah, he is. Here's a, here's we'll, we'll end it on this. This is a good to one. Me, well, who's finished. the best pitcher? Who's the best right-handed pitcher and left-handed pitcher in history that you saw pitch? 
saw personally pick? I, I have my answers. I have my answers. Um, well, on TV. Randy Johnson. Okay. Right Randy Johnson would be my lefty. Oh, boy. There's so many of them. I mean, Verlander's got a bunch of Cy Youngs. I love what Jack Morris did. Dave Steeb was my guy. Uh, oh, that's really tough. Who's your guy? Pedro? Pedro. Um, if, if Pedro of my kind of generation, I would say Bob Gibson was the best right-hander of all time. Okay. Uh, and, and Koufax, left-hander. Um, but uh, I still think it's Pedro for me. I thought he was the most dominant pitcher for the yeah. longest for the longest time as a right-hander. And I agree with you. Nobody was better than Randy John. I mean, he threw a perfect game at age 40. Right. Yeah. Right. He was pretty darn good. All right, here's one. <laughs> Which of these two young upstarts will win their league's respective championship first, the Baltimore Orioles or the New Jersey Devils? I'm going to say Baltimore. I'm going to say the Orioles because I think you can build a team around Rauschman. I really do. No, you should. And. Yeah. And they've got some good young arms, Kenny. I like their young starting pitchers. They're starting to – you saw it last year, Kramer and Wells and, you know. Yep. I, and we don't even have Johnny Means pitching right now, right? So, I mean, he's mm -hmm. missing from the whole – He's rotation, close, though, so. isn't he? I think he's yeah. I think he's back in June. Um, so, yeah. I think the Orioles. I think it's hard to say in hockey because, you know, you have to have so much luck to win 16 games and win a Stanley Cup. You can be the best team every year and you know, not get out of the first round. So mm -hmm. uh, how many years does Lindy Ruff have in him? Boston uh, Bruins. Is he going to make a run here, yeah. Ruff? Will he do another three or four years? They might. They got a good young team. They so. got to get a consistent goaltender. Yep. Maybe Schmidt can be the guy. Um, Vanacek has done well coming You know who's going to be their goalie? Who? You know who I want them to. You know who I want them to go out and get, Connor Hellebuck, because my squad's about, is about to rebuild. And if you could take a couple of those young pieces off the Devils, that gives them a Vesna caliber goaltender right off the bat. I, I, you know, I'd like the Knights to get Hellebuck. I, I think the Knights no, would be real good with. Him. Yeah. Oh, they would be absolutely. And Boisrois well, they don't have a number one again. for me. When you have eight no, goaltenders, you don't have any goaltender. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, and they've got eight. Next week, Mike and I will yeah. talk about the NFL schedule and what we've seen and how the betting public has reacted uh, a week into it. Mike, I know you're busy. Thanks for finding time to do this. We'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow morning, 10.05 your time, 12.05 with uh, Trent and I. And that's going to do it for another episode of The Hook. Thanks for being with us. We will see you next time on the Iowa Everywhere Network. Iowa Everywhere. Thank you.